0: Hello, everybody! Welcome to the first episode of Happy Hotties, the podcast, where we ask and answer the burning questions you've been dying to ask your mum. Before we get into it, unless you're the people we've forced to listen to this, then you probably have no idea who we are. So I'll kick it off by saying, My name is Jasmine Mizrahi. I'm 24 and live in Sydney, Australia. Up until most recently, I've been working in media, and now I've entered some pretty zedless territory by starting a podcast with my mother. <laughs> Guys,
1: I didn't even know that I was doing a podcast until a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I just feel like everyone has one these days. It's, it's like a Facebook profile. I was feeling left out, and so here we are, jumping on the pod bandwagon. So Mum, who are you? Tell me hi everybody my name is ilana and my alter ego is
1: lola she's an extra naughty version of me i'm an english teacher actually i'm an english as a second language teacher to adults and i've taught everybody from vietnamese lao cambodian refugees to French water polo players, and I've worked with people from nearly every country in Europe and South America and Scandinavia. God, a really
0: eclectic
1: bunch of yeah. folk, isn't it? And it's been really fun and really interesting. I have learned more from them than most probably they've learned from me. I guess
0: that's a sign of a good teacher though, right? When yeah. your students are better than you eventually.
1: Yeah, I've learned a lot. I've learned about cooking recipes, geography, history,
0: culture, you name it. And she still can't cook. So, mum, between your eclectic life experience and my questionable decision-making as a 20-something-year-old, I think we've pretty much got our bases covered to offer a lot of unqualified advice. I think we do, or at least I do. Okay, well, guys, pretty much how it's going to work is every Wednesday, we'll be dropping a new episode. So if you want to ask a question or share a story, just go over to happy hotties, the Instagram, and each week we'll be posting a new topic that's coming in the next few episodes. So in this episode, we'll be answering questions ranging from why people date people they don't like, where the chivalry is in fact dead, and why people give their genitals names. We'll also be hearing from one listener who had an interesting first date experience involving a vegan cafe and one very hot summer's day. Just before we get into the question asking and answering, I thought it'd be fun to share either a happy highlight or a hottie horror from the week. And Mom, I know you definitely have a horror. Do you want to share it?
1: I was walking and I broke my toe. I bashed my little toe into the furniture. All my toes were facing one way, and my little toe was facing Mecca. <laughs> And then I had to sit on the floor and slap it back to join my (laughs) other toes
0: because it was social distancing. Yeah, but now the rules have lifted. So your, your toe is back together with its companions. Yeah. Okay. I have a horror, absolute horror. So on the weekend, I went to go see Promising Young Women. Everyone should go watch that amazing movie. And obviously in cinemas at the moment in New South Wales, we still have COVID restrictions. So they're not packed to capacity. So my friend and I were lucky enough to get the front two seats right by the by the screen because mm-hmm. we booked so late. So we thought we'd be clever and we were like, oh, there are, there are two seats up the back. Let's, let, let's go there when the movie starts. So ads finished rolling, lights dimmed, and we went up to those empty seats next to two lovely girls who didn't mind. And the second that we sat down, I kid you not, we looked at each other and my friend just goes to me, oh my God, it's the pits. And I was like, what? And then I realized it smelled so bad that tiny little crevice of the theater. This man was in front of us and every time he moved, if he like scratched his neck or he adjusted in his seat, we just got these whiffs of B.O. and it was excruciating for the whole hour and a half. Now
1: we know why no one wanted to sit in those seats. Most probably the people where
0: you were sitting moved. Honestly, I think if that was not the most... Accurate representation of karma. We flouted COVID rules unknowingly and we were punished for it.
1: It's like when I was on a bus the other day, someone was holding on to one of the holders and they had really, really bad B.O. And all oh I God. wanted to say was, put your arm down, hold the seat.
0: Seriously, though, like Ben Sturkey could never. Just Chanel number beau and then some.
1: I'd love to know some listeners' bio
0: stories. Oh my God, maybe that should be a whole episode. I feel like it could be. It could be. Moral of the story, deodorant is a good thing. Please use it. So as you can tell from the episode title, this episode is all about dating and dates. We have received a crazy eclectic bunch of questions. So Mum, let's get into it. Dear Jasmine and Anilana, I had a one-night stand and now I really like him. What do I do?
1: Lucky you that you did have a one-night stand because sometimes a one-night stand is better than being with someone for 20 years who's mm-hmm. boring and mediocre. <laughs> My friend married her one-night stand.
0: And I found out mine was married, but a story for another time. <laughs> mm. Question two. How do you be yourself on a date?
1: That's easy. Just don't pretend to be anyone else. Just be calm, relaxed and be you, not anyone
0: else. Mm, I feel like that's easier said than done though for a lot of, for a lot of people. Because some people don't feel comfortable 100% being themselves.
1: Yeah, and maybe if you really like the person, you get butterflies in your tummy. Mm-hmm. And maybe you get a pimple on your face or something goes wrong. You've had a really bad day at work. And you're stressed out.
0: Yeah, I feel like sometimes being yourself can be a little bit difficult because you really want to impress because you really like the person. But I would just go into the date knowing that you're a killer queen and that you really can only be yourself because there's no point pretending because then it's probably just not going to work. You wouldn't want to be anyone else but yourself. Question number three, happy hotties. How do I get out of the friend zone? Mm. Moscato, definitely. What do you
1: mean, Moscato? Tell to answer to everything. Yes, it is. Moscato, sexy lingerie, actually a leopard, a leopard print, g-string, and hoops. And red lipstick doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy.
0: (laughs) So here at Happy Hotties HQ, everybody, we are very partial towards anything leopard print. Red lipstick and hoops. There's your answer. Get you out of the friend zone in a minute. How do you know whether you should flee in the beginning stages of dating? Are there red flags to look out for?
1: I think you know if you like someone in the first two minutes. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What's a red flag? A red flag is maybe they've got really bad (laughs) B.O. Maybe they've got really, really bad breath. Maybe they keep scratching their balls. Who
0: knows? There you go. Look out for those red flags, my friends. Next question. Why do people keep dating people that they don't like? Oh, God.
1: We know a lot of those people. A lot of people are scared to be alone and a lot of it's peer pressure And some people would prefer to be with someone, no matter how boring they are, rather than being with themselves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the best relationship you have is with yourself.
0: And I think that you can only actually have a good relationship once you have a good one with yourself.
1: Exactly.
0: Like I spent my whole middle school, high school, pretty much all of uni Um, Seeing all my friends have boyfriends, girlfriends, and I never ever had one because there was just no one that I really liked enough or thought was worth my time. And and, and all those years, like I was able to just foster an incredible self-confidence and relationship with myself. And then... When I was not looking for it, I ended up finding a really good one. So there you go. That's always the case. When you
1: least expect something fabulous to happen, it does. Mm. But if you go out looking for it, you never find it. And a lot of parents put pressure on their kids. You've got to have a boyfriend. You've got to get married.
0: Yeah, exactly. Moral of the story, don't bother dating people you don't like because life is too short and you should be dating yourself before. Exactly. Next question, what do you do if your date is shy and you end up carrying the convo?
1: Look, I think on a date, it should be 50-50. Mm. Because Especially in the beginning. Because it's exhausting putting all this energy into making conversation, thinking of things to say. It's exhausting. 50-50 or not at all.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's what so many people are scared about. They're scared about going on a date and then there being awkward silences or nothing to talk about. Like that's a big reason people don't go on dates.
1: But there's nothing wrong with silences. You know, if you feel comfortable with someone, there should be
0: silences. Mm.
1: You can't be full on entertainment all the time. Yeah.
0: And it's definitely not your job to be entertainment. So if you're not a
1: charity, maybe they'll be completely different on the second date. Maybe they just had a bad day at work or they had a falling out with someone.
0: Give it a second date. That can be your final call. If they're a little bit more verbose, then let it be. (laughs) If not, then there's your answer. All right, next one. Chivalry, is it dead or still a concept in 2021? Ooh, who pays, who plans?
1: I think on the safe side, from my experience, I always paid for myself. I don't want to owe anybody anything Mm -hmm. and... When I pay for myself, I'm in control of myself and my life. Have and you always been that way? Always. Always ever since I started going on dates. Oh, a woman ahead of her times. Yeah, I don't I don't expect someone to pay for me. What happens if they don't have enough money? Mm-hmm. Or what happens if they expect something after the date?
0: No. Yeah, and I think this concept of the male always paying for the date is rooted in the fact that women once could not work and then were dependent on the man, whereas now that's different and women and men both work and should be earning equal pay. Um, so I think it should be 50-50. I think, like, it's nice and it's courteous um, if someone says, you know what, I'll get it this time or I'll get it the next time, but I think I think it should be evenly weighted.
1: Yeah, it's the same when you go out for dinner in a group of people. In China, each time a group of people go out for a meal, one person pays and it gets rotated. Really? Yeah.
0: Hmm, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's like when you buy rounds in a pub, I guess. My, my shout, my round.
0: Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of that. What do you think? Who pays, who pays um, first on a date? Should there be someone who pays or should it be equal? We'll put a poll on Instagram. Yes. Next one. Why do people give... (laughs) I love this question. Why do people give their genitals names, mom? I think that it's cute.
1: Maybe. (laughs) It's cute. I think it's cute. You know, you can give flu flu, fluffy. Yeah. Mm. Fluffy. Fluffy. Okay. Yeah. Unless you've got a Brazilian in which case it's, um... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> We'd be interested to hear. Any? <laughs> have you got names for your genitals? Let us know. Or do you know. know
0: someone who has a name for their genitals? Or have you ever dated someone who had a name for their genitals? Mm. It reminds me of that scene in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days where she nicknames his member Princess Sophia. There's Princess Sophia. Grumbling. Who's Princess Sophia?
1: Oi, boy.
0: <laughs> Hi, ladies. I went on a date with a guy and we made out. He was better than any makeup remover. Ugh. Ugh. He really wants to see me again, but I cannot face it. And neither can my face. Fair, sis. Help.
1: So he swallowed the person's face. That's, Oh, that's no, rank. No, that's a bit yucky. I've experienced that really yeah they just slobber and dribble and mm, no. like you know those
0: dogs those those big i think they're which what the are they salivating yeah dribbling, those big bulldogs they're beautiful but you wouldn't want to kiss one <laughs> absolutely not okay number nine i haven't had much luck with dating apps and i've always preferred to meet someone organically what are good ways to meet people these days when everyone is on apps
1: Maybe at the gym, join a gym, do classes, go to the weight section. Mm -hmm. Actually, it depends what type of guy you like. Some girls like really big, muscly Mm. guys. And maybe some girls like sensitive guys. Maybe go join a a book book club. club.
0: (laughs) A book club. Um, Yeah, poetry writing. Yeah, yeah. If you want to meet someone and you don't want to go on dating apps, I'm very much the same. I was very like oh, dating apps. Everyone's dipping from the same pool. Not sure how I feel about it. Never really been for me. Um, and often you just end up meeting someone when you least expect it and I know everyone's like "Ugh, I've always heard that but it really is the case I mean it happened with me I met my boyfriend in America of all places right before my exchange like it just it really does just happen but if you do want to speed up the process then I think some good tips would be potentially going somewhere bunnings
1: what about bunnings (laughs) All the tradies. Okay, I was
0: on a roll. Oh,
1: sorry, sorry. Keep going.
0: <laughs> well, let's use Bunnings for an example. So if you're the kind of girl or guy who's really into... Um, you know, homewares and DIY, perhaps Bunning is a good place because then you'll maybe meet someone who's also into the same thing. I think you should be going somewhere where people who like your interests and who have the same values as you probably populate as well. So if you're really into books, join a book club. If you are really into gardening, maybe you can go to i don't know is gardening club I thing
1: they have gardening clubs yeah go
0: to gardening club Even go. flower range arrangement classes yeah like if you're a gym junkie head on to the weight section you might meet your uh your nice beefy mr hunk Mm-mm, yes you might meet mr hunk in the weight section
1: yeah or if you can go to coles maybe if you're a foodie you can go to coles because a lot of guys like
0: cooking and you can meet someone <laughs> in the
1: Isle of Coles. Just wander
0: around in the aisles. Yes, yes. The old, the old, oh, I can't, I can't reach that. Oh, yes. I have done. <laughs> Sorry, so. I can't reach that. Do you mind? And you say,
1: excuse me, you're tall and handsome. Do you mind getting that for me?
0: <laughs> so there you go. Good luck, my friend. Let us know. Let us know if you find someone at Coles or Bunnings. All right, I went on a girls trip and my boyfriend keeps texting me. How do I please tell him to leave me alone, xx?
1: I think you should switch off your telephone so you can't even so he can't even get to you. Yeah, or
0: go so- somewhere regional and pretend it fell in the river and a crocodile ate it. Yeah, just say you've lost your phone. But also, that's a big red flag if your boyfriend keeps texting you while you're away with your girls. Like I don't know. Is that the kind of guy you want? It sounds a bit possessive and it sounds a bit dominating.
1: Yeah, it sounds pretty yuck. You have to give people their space. Mm. Let people breathe.
0: Yeah. And if he can't accept that, then... He's very insecure. Yeah, dump him. I'm scared to meet up with a guy because I'm worried he won't think I look like I do on my pictures. Okay.
1: So maybe take photos of yourself that are a la natural. Maybe after you've just had a shower, who knows? Mm. But photos usually compliment people and you want to bring out the best in yourself. So you put up photos that make you look good.
0: Which makes sense. I mean, everyone uploads their highlight reels on the internet. Um, But I think I have a lot of friends who often think that and they're scared to go on dates because they think they're going to get there and this person is going to look them up and down and I assume the fear comes from um, the fear of rejection and this person just walking out like in the restaurant and everyone's staring at you and then you just fall into a deep hole and die that is not going to happen my friend if you just head on over to the date put yourself out there remember that when people paint, take off the paint and sparkles, they're just a person underneath it all, just like you are. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. this should not in- inhibit you inhibit you from going on a date and potentially having a really great time because you have this fear that this person is going to think that you're not what you claimed you were or what you pretended to look like. That's... That's not the case, and you're probably going to wow them with your amazing personality.
1: Oh, that's so nice! Can I ask you, on dating apps, do people keep changing their photo, or do they normally leave the same photo up?
0: Well, you can up you can update them just like you can update like a Facebook profile. You can always add new photos.
1: Yeah, yeah. So maybe keep adding new photos. Put up photos. When you're in a park, maybe when you're hiking, put up other photos when you're in a club, different photos Uh, projecting your different interests and
0: personalities. Yeah, and and of you looking maybe different because we know we all look different when we have makeup on or if we're out or, you know, maybe you can just upload a picture from the beach or... You know, nothing, nothing hugely glam, nothing that's one of the photo shoots from one of the photo shoots with the gals. Maybe it can just be something that aligns a little more to what you think you look like on a normal day.
1: Yeah, but surely people can see past photos. I, I mean, mean, you'd hope so. I mean, when you look at a photo, it's just a picture. Yeah, so it's the
0: hook, to- though. It's the hook to get people in. Yeah. And that's why I think people are worried that they... Um, are putting up a false image of themselves. Mm. I absolutely slay on dates with guys I'm not interested in because I'm a thousand percent comfortable and not scared what they think of me. And they inevitably fall head over heels. Then, with the guys I do like, I become a nervous blubbertron 3000 mess and they go running. How do we stop this cruel cycle or is it just karma being a massive bitch? XX.
1: Oh, okay. I'm not not sure how to answer that one.
0: I feel like that is always so true. When you are 100% comfortable and you don't like the person, then you're always yourself and they fall for you because you're amazing. But when you like them, you get all giggly and you get all shy and you may not want to maybe use your hair to floss the green in your teeth. That's what one of my friends does. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say it's karma being a massive bitch, but I think that it's, it's um, you may be overthinking a little bit.
1: But isn't it always the case? The people that like you, you don't like. The people you like don't necessarily like you. It's touch and go. Mm, I
0: don't think there is a cure for that. To be honest, I don't think there's an, there's an answer for that. I think you just it boils down to just trying to be yourself, even if you really like the person and you think that you're a bit giggly. Like, I always just tell myself I'm a queen. But you are. (laughs) I always just just say, you know what? They are lucky to be in my presence. So just remember that. They are lucky that you are even dedicating but an hour of your precious time for this person. So
1: just be strong and confident. Be yourself and say la vie. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen.
0: Exactly. And the people who are falling for you that you don't necessarily like, they're just people just like the people that you do like. Hmm. So... It should work. Please, could you give me advice on how to be affectionate? I want the affection and want to give affection, but I freak and I feel like guys take it as me not being interested. Get a chihuahua. Get a puppy.
1: And all your love and affection will come out. I think that animals change you so much. When you're not affectionate, I think that... Does that mean we can get a dog? No, we can't. Okay. What what do you think about that?
0: Um, it reminds me of the episode of That So Raven where Chelsea um, was dating a guy and he had the same name as her dog. And his face started to morph into the dog's face. Woof, woof. <laughs> I think some people are affectionate and some people aren't. If you're not naturally inclined to be very affectionate. That is just maybe something that you have to work on like over time as you feel more comfortable with the person, but I don't think you should pretend to be anything that you're not and just make it known with your words rather than with your actions because actions speak louder. Oh, wait, hang on. It should be words speak louder. (laughs) I think
1: that if you meet the right person, the affection will come out naturally. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah.
1: Obviously, you haven't met the right person to be affectionate with. So stick with your new puppy.
0: Yeah, stick with your puppy until you find someone you like more. Yeah. I've just found out that I'm the other woman, but I really like him. Help.
1: I think the other woman has more fun than I think. So I think that you're going to get all the flowers and all the chocolates and all the love
0: and all the affection and all the TLC. Probably. But don't confuse it with them like leaving their partner for you. Oh, Because they won't. No,
1: usually they never leave their partner. They won't. No, no. So just enjoy it. And while you're the other woman, still be open to situations and you'll meet different guys and you'll meet someone else and you won't be the other woman Mm,
0: I think I always was so so staunchly of the belief that like no one cheated and it wasn't a thing and it was just what like really bad people did but as I've gotten a bit older I've realized that that is not the case and cheating is so much more normalized than we think it is and some people some people are comfortable with being the other woman and some people aren't and it's just something you have to weigh up Um, with your own personal morals and values and beliefs. I
1: think we're all sinners, whether you think it or whether you do it or whether
0: you say it. Mm, Yeah. Quote of the week, I think. We're all sinners. Next, how do I not obsess over a date after we've just met? I don't even like, I don't even like them, but my brain is just obsessive. Just stop thinking about it. Easier said than done, though. I mean, if you don't really like them, then why are you, why Why are you you thinking about them? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can be obsessive maybe if you like someone, but if you're not interested in that person,
0: why are you being obsessive? Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. I'm scared to go on dates because I'm worried they're going, there's going to be awkward silences and we'll have nothing to talk about.
1: There's nothing wrong with silences at all.
0: Well, I, I guess on a first date, though, if you don't really know the person and then you're just sitting there and there's nothing to say.
1: But we're not machines. You know, you can't talk all the time. And I just think you have to understand that a silence is okay.
0: Yeah. Accept it. I think it goes back to what we said before about conversation being 50-50. It should be equal, especially on a first date. And I think so many people are scared to go on dates because they're scared of this. They're scared of there being silences nothing wrong with silence nothing wrong with silences and you know what these dates may end up being the best dates the funniest dates and you might end up laughing about them and having amazing stories in hindsight to tell yeah okay uh what would you do if you've been dating a person for a very long time and only found out that this person actually has a family but then it is too late for you to pull out as you've fallen deeply in love with this person would you stay or would you go?
1: When you mean a family, do you mean a wife and children or a husband and children or just children? Because if someone has if someone has children, nothing wrong with that.
0: Nothing wrong with that. But also, what if you're not in the phase of your life where you're ready to take that on?
1: And most probably the children might even resent you. Yeah, that's really hard. Because you're not their parent. So you will meet so the person obviously has a lot of emotional baggage and maybe you're not ready for all
0: that emotional baggage mm. yeah that's really hard but what it, but if you've fallen in love with the person i guess you you need to weigh it up on whether you're in the phase of your life where you can welcome that or or not and and you'll you'll, you'll know the answer deep down i think
1: I think that if you meet someone and you find out they have a family, I think you should say to the person, I'm not ready to meet your children yet. Let's just see in which direction this relationship's going and then you're going to have to compromise.
0: Mm, yeah, it's a tricky situation. Good luck. Mm. I went on a date with a guy. Things were going so well also I thought. One day he just started ghosting me. I don't get it. Is it me?
1: What's ghosting?
0: Um, what's so ghosting is like when you're talking to someone over text usually, and maybe you've been on a date or two with them and then all of a sudden they just stop replying to you. Oh. I get it. Ghosting is mean, people. Ghosting is so mean. Don't do it. I think if you... I've ghosted in
1: the Mom. past. Mom! I've ghosted in the past because something happens. Maybe you meet someone you like better and you couldn't be bothered to get into an explanation. I'm sorry, I can't see you anymore, blah,
0: blah, blah. So you just cut it off. See, I disagree. I really disagree. I think it's so... I think, yes, cut it off, but don't ghost them, message them and have the decency to say, look, I don't think this is working for whatever reason. You don't even have to justify yourself. Um, It might seem crueler from the outset, but it is actually kinder because you've got to be cruel to be kind because then exactly because then the person knows where they stand. I've had so many friends who have been ghosted who clung on to false hope because they, they were making excuses for the person. And Why? This person should have just said to them, look, I'm not feeling it. It's kinder to everyone. Thank you. Next. Goodbye. Or
1: maybe their wife came back from berry picking or fruit picking, whatever. Uh,
0: Exactly. Mm. You know, it's just, I I think it's just better to be open and communicate.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe their partner was on a holiday and they came back.
0: Or maybe, yeah. Or maybe they had just broken up with someone, went on a date with you and you thought things were going really well, but then they realized that they were still in love with their ex. You know, there's so many reasons, but I think communication is key. I agree. You agree now? Yeah. 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 Actually, there is also something I want to say as well, just before we move on, regarding ghosting. In Florence Given's book called Women Don't Owe You Pretty, she says a line that I love that I have framed in my bedroom, which is stop settling for crumbs because you deserve the whole damn cake. And by crumbs, she means those tiny tokens of affection or gestures that people may throw at us in order to keep us under the illusion that they deserve a place in our lives. And low self-esteem may often lead us to normalize this type of behavior and allow us to think it's what, what we deserve. It also signals to the other person that we accept that behavior and that they can go on and treat us like a doormat, which they cannot. And ghosting is the exact same thing. You know, when they drop back in after a period of being absent, it's, I think, really important to ask yourself why. Why am I getting this WID text at 1 a.m. on a Saturday morning? You know, why are they randomly watching or commenting on my Instagram stories? It's interesting to put yourself in their shoes. It's like similar to how you may go on to a dating app because you want a confidence hit or an ego boost, right? Like, who doesn't want that? Um, But in that moment, you are that to them. If you flip it, you are their hit, you're their rush. And like, it may hurt to hear, but do not confuse that with them having any real feeling for you. Like, in my opinion, the moment someone has the audacity to do that to you, communicate that you want the whole cake because just like Florence says in her book, crumbs cannot feed you. And if you are letting them feed you, well, then you're just signaling to that person that that's all that you think that you deserve. Okay, last question. How do you tell your friend the guy she likes is trash?
1: I don't think it's my place to tell somebody what to do in their relationship, whether their boyfriend's trash or not. It's none of my business Because I think that's how you lose a friend.
0: Yeah, but what if this relationship is really upsetting your friend but love is blind so they can't see it?
1: I still wouldn't say anything. I would just be really supportive of my friend and give my friend a lot of love and TLC, but I would never interfere in her relationship. The only time maybe I'd interfere is if I had evidence, hard evidence, that her boyfriend was cheating on her and then I'd find out where they were going and <laughs> we'd stalk the boyfriend and she could see for herself but just the same I'd lose the friend.
0: First of all you need to assess why are they trash? Do you think they're trash because they're not spending time with you anymore and their boyfriend is taking all of that time? Are they trash um, It because they're cheating on your friend? Different Approaches for different situations.
1: Maybe the friend has a boyfriend who's damaging her emotionally. Maybe he's mean to her. He puts her down. He says cruel things to her.
0: Yeah. In that case, approach with caution. Come prepared with evidence. You know, cite times that the offending partner has behaved in a way that revealed their unworthy nature. And remind your friend that, you're not trying to force their hand in any way you just want to tell them as a friend that this is what you can see and that this person might not be for them
1: maybe your friend's a victim because there are a lot of victims out there and they cling on to a relationship even though they know subconsciously in their heart of hearts that the boyfriend's trash mm. and maybe we're trash oh
0: yeah Nah.
1: And now for our Happy Hottie listener story of the week.
2: Hey, Happy hotties. Um I apologize if this isn't the most animated storytelling. I actually have a really bad UTI at the moment. Um, totally an overshare, but so is this story. So here it goes. So a few years ago, I met this guy, And we were kind of like, we hung out and I was like, oh, he's really nice, like we should go on a date. And so we messaged back and forth for a few weeks, trying to find a time to catch up. And we're both super busy, we had uni and like retail jobs. So we finally decided on a weekday afternoon, it was kind of an awkward time, it was like 4 p.m. So we were like, let's get coffee, like coffee, it's too early to drink, but it's, you know, too late for lunch, whatever. And so we organised to go for a coffee and he picks this coffee shop, which was a vegan cafe because it was open all evening. And so we get there and I order um, tea because I was like, oh, it's a bit late for coffee for me. And he ordered like a soy mocha, I think, because he didn't actually drink coffee, which was super awkward. But anyway, and so the waitress is like, what kind of milk do you want? And I'm like, oh, I usually drink cow milk with my tea because that's kind of the only milk that I like with it and it tastes really weird with alternate milks and I was like oh that's fine like obviously I'm not going to ask for cow's milk in a vegan cafe so I'm like it's fine I'll just have a black so she brings me a black English breakfast and I kind of drank it really quick because I was super nervous and I wanted something to do with my hands and this cafe was really really hot it had like an outdoor setting but it had these instead of walls like plastic things down the side and they were it was quite steamy I guess and I started getting like really stressed basically he was telling me about this charity work he had done and about how it had had this really big impact and he'd made these connections with these kids that he'd gone on this camp with and I I literally had to be like, I'm I'm so sorry. I had to stop him in the middle of his story about charity work and be like, I just, I need to use the bathroom. So I run to the bathroom um, and I basically threw up, (laughs) like literally just like straight up vombed in the bathroom of this vegan cafe. Um, And I sort of was all sweaty and I was like crying a little bit, you know, you kind of like have tears in your eyes after you've had like a vom. And I sort of like, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, I guess I've got two options here. I can go back out there and I can just like tell him what happened or I can I can pretend it hasn't happened um and I am of the honest variety so I went back out there and I told him exactly what had happened I was like oh my god hey like I just I just threw up how how wild that um and we never went on a date again so my question today is was that the right thing to do um or should I have lied
0: Okay, mum, thoughts. I can so relate.
1: (laughs) I think that vomiting is the best policy. Honesty I'm
0: joking. Honesty is the best policy. Oh my god. Okay, well I'm first of all I'm sorry for your UTI. Me too. (laughs) Second of all, weekday afternoon dates questionable. I feel like something bad is bound to happen.
1: Especially when there's plastic instead of doors or walls. Well there was
0: a vegan cafe. I don't even know how that's related, but also vegan cafe coffee shop that he chose already a red flag. With with plastic sheeting. It's too hot and sweaty already. I know. Vomiting in a vegan cafe is not kosher.
1: <laughs> I'm just not into the plastic decor.
0: My favorite part of that whole story is how you vomed right after he told you about the kids' charity camp. My God, woman. I think you did the right thing not to see him again. To vom or not to vom, that is the question. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't like you at your vomiting, then he's not going to like you at your UTI. Or any other things that might occur. <laughs> oh. Well, I think that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Happy Hotties, the podcast. If you have any burning questions you need advice for or any crazy stories that the world needs to hear, then follow us on Instagram at happy Hotties, the podcast and send them through. Please rate us on Apple podcasts and chuck us a follow on Spotify. Oh my God. I just did that. Who am I? Lastly, a big thanks to Matt Drury for being our music master. Thanks Matt. You're the best. We'll see you next week for a brand new topic and very saucy questions.
1: Bye beautiful people. Das ist die Dange, Sayonara, hot,
2: Au bois.